children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey With stories and songs just for kids We have a dramatized Bible story coming up So let's get today's program started By singing praises to our awesome God God sent John the Baptist, a prophet To teach people that Jesus really was God's Son and their Savior John the Baptist was different from other people his food was locusts and wild honey, and his clothes were made from animal fur. John was a good teacher. He taught the people to share their food and clothes. He also taught them about baptism. Do only good. Stop doing bad things, said John. Sometimes people thought John was Jesus. No, John would tell them. I have come to get you ready for Jesus. He is much greater than I am.
Some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. A voice crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Repent ye and be baptized, for the day of the Lord cometh. You are a great teacher, sir, but.、Uh... Who are you? My name is John. I am he who prepares the way for the Messiah. I indeed baptize people unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to carry.、Uh, if you are not the Messiah,、uh, why do you assume to baptize? I baptize in water, but in your midst is the Messiah whom ye know not. Even he that cometh after me.、Uh, the Messiah,、uh, the promised one,、uh, the Savior of Israel. He is here、uh, now. He is here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, well, uh, quick, uh, let us look around that we may find and make friends with this new king. Oh, I have looked. I've been looking everywhere, but I, I find not the Messiah. All here are dressed in the garments of the poor and lowly.、Uh, I find no one who in any way betokens royalty or rank.、Uh, this man from the wilderness, you think then, is an impostor? Oh, no doubt about it. And I suggest that we hasten to Jerusalem and report to Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin. In due course.、Um, in the meantime, I wish to question this man further.、Um, John, sir. Yes? Uh, you say the Messiah is among us? I do. 
Have you seen him? I will at the proper time. Uh, are you the same person uh, whom Herod sought to kill when you were a small child? Uh, uh, when about 12 years of age, uh, did you appear at the school of the rabbis and confound them with your unorthodox and meaningless questions? If, if I remember correctly, uh, his name was Jesus. Are you Jesus? I am John. But I have heard of the events that marked the birth of Jesus and his visit to the school at Jerusalem. I know of his sinless life, and I believe him to be the Messiah. Uh, these events you refer to happened many years ago. Uh, if this Jesus were the Messiah, would not he have manifested himself long before this? <laughs> you hesitate, John, man of the wilderness. A doubt shines forth from thy countenance. <laughs> I exercise faith, believing that in God's own time the Messiah will be revealed and all things will be made plain. Faith? <laughs> uh, faith based on what? Uh, facts? No. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> People of Israel! It has been revealed to me that the Messiah shall seek baptism at my hands and that a sign will be given so that I shall know him when he cometh. Then shall I present him to you. Um, the people really believe this man. <laughs> when the Messiah cometh, I shall recognize in him a purity of character that I have never before perceived in any man. The very atmosphere of his presence will be holy and awe-inspiring. I wish thee to baptize me. Now, please. I will follow thee into the water. Thou art Jesus. Baptism symbolizes the washing away of sins. Thou hast no sin. Thou art the sinless one. I have need to be baptized of thee. Comest thou to me? Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And John, yielding, led the Savior down into the Jordan and buried him beneath the water. And straightway, coming up out of the water, saw the heavens opened and the Spirit like a dove descended upon him. And lo, a voice was heard from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. You say that the man from the wilderness called the other man the Lamb of God? Yes, sir. He used the word lamb? He did, sir. The Lamb of God. Lamb. On Mount Moriah, Abraham explained to his son Isaac that God would provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And the prophet Isaiah used the same expression when he wrote, He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. What else did this man from the wilderness say? Um, the lamb of God, uh, which taketh away the sins of the world. Taketh away the sins of the world. A lamb, slaughtered to take away sins. Sounds like the ceremony we have in the temple of slaying a lamb to... 
no, no, it can't be. This, this, what's his name? Uh, Jesus, sir. Uh, this Jesus can't be the Messiah. It's impossible. The Messiah is to deliver Israel from Roman oppression and sit on the throne of David as king, not to be slaughtered as an offering. Uh, if it please you, sir, I, I, I should like to point out a few mm, uh, facts. Uh, the sinner must die for his sin. Could it be, sir, that this this Jesus is to be slain as a lamb to save us from sin's penalty? Perhaps he will pay the penalty of death so that all may live. No, absolutely not. Don't mention such a thing again, ever. Uh, yes, sir. The Messiah will be king of Israel, not one to be slain as a lamb on the altar of burnt offering. Understand? Uh, yes, sir. I am high priest of Israel. The false teachings of John, the man of the wilderness, must come to an end immediately. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's one 800 Six three four zero two three four. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. with my daily diary for health class, reporting what I did today to keep myself healthy. Today, I ate an apple. Yes, yes, I know. Eating an apple each day doesn't make you healthy. But when I ate that apple, I didn't eat something that would make me unhealthy. I didn't eat candy. I didn't eat something with a lot of fat in it, like a piece of meat or foods made with a bunch of butter or oil. I didn't eat refined foods like white rice or white flour that don't have anything healing in them. So eating an apple is only part of the picture. What I didn't eat is just as important. I also ate a lot of fruits and vegetables. These foods have a ton of healing stuff in them, like vitamins, nutrients, and complex carbohydrates. I learned in class that complex carbohydrates, which are found in whole plant foods, are a lot healthier than simple carbohydrates, like those found in refined foods. So I eat mostly whole foods, like fruits and vegetables, not refined foods that come in cans or packages. How does this make me healthy? Well, many of my friends are kind of fat. Okay, they're very fat. Fat isn't healthy. But because I eat mostly whole foods, I'm not fat. Because I'm not giving my body anything to turn into fat, like all those calories or fatty foods. My body has the foods it needs to stay healthy and nothing more. So when you see me eating an apple, don't just say, hey, Kim is eating an apple. Instead say, hey, look, Kim isn't eating sugary candies or foods with a lot of fat in them. See what I mean? God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. 
To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Jesus was a little boy, he had to grow and learn just like you. He probably knew what it was like to have a skin knee or the hiccups. The Bible says as he grew older, he also grew taller and wiser. People thought that he was a good boy, and so did God, his father. Luke 2, verse 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God Jesus grew and Jesus grew in wisdom in wisdom and Jesus grew and Jesus grew in stature in stature and Jesus grew and Jesus grew in favor in favor with God with God 
Jesus grew. And Jesus grew. In wisdom. In wisdom. And Jesus grew. And Jesus grew. In stature. In stature. And Jesus grew. And Jesus grew. In favor. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Guardian Angel by Edna May Olson. Each of us has a guardian angel assigned to us at birth, Dad told us recently. When we get to heaven, won't it be fun to meet them and to discover how many times they've helped and protected us in this life? I'd heard that all my life, but somehow the reality of it struck me then. How wonderful, I thought. I wonder what mine looks like. Strange to say, I believed I had met my guardian angel recently. But would a guardian angel wear a yellow slicker? As I pedaled along the road in company with about 20 other kids, I wondered for the hundredth time whatever had possessed me to think I could go on a 70-mile bicycle ride. Admit it, I told myself wearily. You're out of shape, and it was stupid to think you could do it. Nevertheless, Home is a long way off, and no one will get you there but yourself. Keep pedaling. My back ached, as did my legs, right down to the tips of my toes. How I kept on my bike was a mystery. If I'd fallen off, I probably would have just stayed where I fell. The ride to Baker's Point early in the morning had gone splendidly. The wind had been at our backs, and we were part of it, flying along the back roads toward the sea, driven by both the wind and our enthusiasm. At last, we'd clustered our bicycles together under a beach picnic shelter, secured them with chains, and sprawled gratefully out on the warm sand. A gentle offshore breeze kept us cool, although it laced our sandwiches with grit. But that's what a sandwich is, chuckled Jan, our leader, when someone complained, and we laughed uproariously. Later, we waded in the ocean, gathered shells, and threw a frisbee until he called us to order. I hope you haven't forgotten, he began, but we have a long way to go, so we'd better get started. Saddle up and let's hit the road. Remember, stay together as much as possible, especially when it gets dark. Watch out for cars and stay well over on the side of the road. Ready now? Let's go. I ached a little when I climbed back on my bicycle, but gradually the stiffness wore off and I enjoyed the ride. At first we sang, though at times it was doubtful we were singing the same song, but then we grew silent as the weariness of the journey settled in. Home was foremost in all our minds. Although we stopped occasionally for drinks of water, we didn't linger as the sun was dangerously close to the horizon. Are you all right? Jan once asked, slowing down to encourage the few stragglers at the end of the column. Keep those legs pumping and you'll be home in no time. Then he pedaled off to the head of the procession. The breeze of early morning had changed to a chill wind that blew directly in our faces, and we bent our heads low over the handlebars. One, two, three, four, I counted mechanically as tired legs drove the pedals around. One, two, three, four. How much farther, my legs begged my brain. At the entrance to an abandoned farmhouse, we stopped and turned on our lights. Only ten more miles, Jan said with a grin, and then hot baths, a bite to eat, and soft beds. Ten miles, I groaned, getting back in the saddle, which by now felt like a pile of rocks. Only ten more miles. 
The evening was closing in, and to add to our discomfort, it began to drizzle. I kept my head down low, realizing to my dismay that I was falling behind. Already the leaders were out of sight, speeding toward home. Faster, I urged my aching legs. Keep up whatever you do. If you fall behind, no one will notice. Bang! My bicycle swerved a little, and then I recognized the bump, bump, bump of a flat tire. Oh, no, I groaned, slowing down and coming to a standstill. A flat is the last thing I need. I glanced up in time to see the taillights of the last stragglers disappearing into the grayness. Well, nothing to do, I reasoned, but to fix the tire. I fumbled for my toolkit, turned my bicycle upside down, and began to gently separate the tire from its rim. The drizzle continued, and soon I was soaking wet. I wondered what my companions would say when they stopped again and noticed I wasn't with them. Well, no point wondering. I was on my own, and the sooner I tackled the job, the better. When the tire refused to be coaxed from the rim, hot tears of frustration mingled with perspiration and raindrops. A car flashed by, spraying me with water. I felt very alone. Finally, I straightened up and stretched my aching shoulders. Dear Lord, I whispered, I'm really in a jam. Please help me. It was then that I noticed a bobbing pinprick of light coming toward me. It was just one light, so it must be, yes, it was a bicycle. Someone was coming back to help me. Hi, called a cheerful voice. I missed you and figured you had trouble of some kind. Aha, a flat, and in this weather and miles from anywhere. How did you manage that? My new friend gave a giggle. First, though, you're soaked. Put this across your shoulders. It will help you a little. She draped a cape over my back. Now let me give you a hand. I can't think of how many of these I fixed in my time. My guardian angel in a yellow slicker? Working together, we pried the tire from its rim, patched it, and replaced it. I hope that holds until you get home, she said, poking damp hair under her hood. Let's put air in it, and then you'll be all set. Wow, thanks for coming back, I said gratefully. I couldn't have changed it alone. That's pretty obvious. But I don't remember seeing you before. Really? She said lightly. Well, I've seen you before. But come on now, this isn't the best place for a friendly tete We cycled on in silence, our tires swishing on the wet road, past the low salt marshes, Brinsom's woods, and onto the first row of houses on the edge of town. This is where I leave you, my companion said, pointing with a wet hand to a turn in the road. You have to continue straight until you come to Major's Corner, past the shell station, then make a left. Take care now. See you later. And she sped away into the darkness. But your cape, I called after her. The wind flung my words away, and she didn't look back. I looked for her everywhere for weeks. I asked my friends about her, but no one had any idea who she might be. Perhaps she was your guardian angel, Dad said, when I recalled the incident much later. Maybe she was, I thought in wonderment. But a guardian angel in a yellow slicker? The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. 
podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. The children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.